Welcome to College Football Roundtable, your source for college football coverage, including major storylines, playoffs, can't miss game previews, and picks each week. Join your hosts, Dan, Rob, and Jordan at the roundtable for a show unlike anything else. As for Football presents the College Football Roundtable. Great show this week, friends. Uh, we have a brand new top 25 from the NC2A. There is a ton of conference realignment stuff going on, and it's just a month before football season. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to College Football Roundtable. I am your host, Dano Ikebesa, editor here at As for Football. And as always, I am coming to you live out of coastal Connecticut. I'm joined today by Jordan and Rob in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and James from Brigade Review out of, oh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, no longer Texas. Guys, how are we doing today? Jordan, I know you just bought a refrigerator. I did. And let me tell you, it was either the deal of a century or I just lost a couple thousand dollars. So... Uh, we'll see if it actually gets delivered and if it actually blows cold air when it gets plugged in. But uh, other than that, I'm doing pretty good. It's going to be true. Uh, we will keep an eye on the fridge. Rob? Yeah, things are going great. Uh, started a new position. I uh, talked to you guys about that offline a little bit. But uh, again, it's always nice to get a surprise meeting on a Monday. However, <laughs> balancing out the schedule is always fun. But uh, yeah, th things are going well here except for uh, oppressive humidity. But that's life around the Mason-Dixon. So enjoy yeah man congratulations on the job james uh you are in the flats of oklahoma man tell us about it just moved to the sooner state uh dod in uh, typical fashion decided to uh give me orders uh about a week before i had to move so it turned into a ditty and uh here i am so the sooner state and what i have learned is called the big friendly so you got the big apple the big easy and uh evidently oklahoma city is the big friendly so i i uh Despite my, my, my normal demeanor, I'm going to have to work on uh, having a smile on my face more often. <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> uh, for those of you who have not served in the military, a ditty is a do-it-yourself move. As always, this show is brought to you by Emblem Athletic. Emblem is the source for all of your custom sporting goods need friends let's check out your unit today whether that unit is military police fire or just your flag football team we know a lot of you who listen to this podcast are in the army or in the military or veterans but summer is coming and with that we're going to see a ton of military moves just like james and then you're going to need new unit t-shirts you know you do guys girls everyone can help. They have super high quality stuff and their website makes it super easy. Their artists make it easy. You just fill out a quick questionnaire and they lead you through the rest of the process. Then they set up a unit store so there's no inventory to buy. You do not have to front any money up front. You just, we set this up ourselves just recently. There's a new 2021 As for Football t shirt. And I'm telling you, we had that thing together and on sale in hours. We used a picture that I personally took at a game way back in 2019, had Emblem work their magic on it, and our shirts were on sale by the end of the day. Guys, this is how you become a gear hero. Check it out. Our shirts are all over the website. Emblem, their, their website is super easy. Look good, play good, feel good. Emblem Athletic can help. Visit emblemathletic.com today. So with that, let me show you take us through this highly uh, interesting NC2A poll. All right. So uh, NC2A put out a poll. They didn't really... Uh, specify who is voting um, in any part of the poll. But they released a poll on the website. The preseason poll happened uh, on July 20th was when they released it. Uh, and it's a, it's a typical top 25 format. 
they did not release how many votes team got or uh, others receiving votes. Uh, they just ordered them one through 25. Uh, so that being said, I'll take you through the top uh, 15 and we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, coming in number one, no surprise here, tied uh, from Alabama, uh, defending national champions. Number two, the Clemson Tigers, followed by uh, the Sooners of Oklahoma. I got to turn into a fan at some point here soon. Uh, Georgia Bulldogs at number four. Uh, surprised to see them this high, but uh, coming off of a good season, the Cyclones out of Iowa State, uh, a little bit lower than we see in most polls. The Ohio State Buckeyes at number seven. The, Bearca- the Bearcats from Cincinnati, your lone group of five school in the top 10 at number eight. The Pac-12, uh, uh, the highest Pac-12 tw- uh, t- team, excuse me, the Oregon Ducks at number nine. Rounding out your top 10 are the Iowa Hawkeyes, a Big Ten school. Louisiana State Tigers coming off of an off year at number 12, the Hurricanes of Miami. 13, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. No surprise to see a, uh, a playoff team from last year uh, doing well. And the Tar Heels of North Carolina with Mac Brown at number 14. And Army's uh, midseason opponent, the Wisconsin Badgers, at number 15. A few others in the poll that are somewhat interesting. Number 18 at Texas. We'll talk about them later in a little bit of conference uh, realignment talk. Coastal Carolina at 19. And the Ragin' Cajuns from Louisiana rounding out the top 25. Uh, a couple of interesting things. The only three group of five teams in the top 25 are eight Cincinnati and then those last two, Coastal Carolina and Louisiana. And the SEC with six teams. And then if you would like to include the future moves of OU and Texas that are known, the SEC now has eight out of the top 25 teams, which would be half of their future conference. What do we think, so gentlemen? Guys, you know, when I put a, put together the initial outline, I grabbed last year's top 25 without realizing it. And my hot take was, Parody is alive and well, despite name, image, and likeness, at least for the time being. But as you can see, with this current top 25, that hot take is blown out of the water. Uh, so I'm sad, and it makes me sad. Well, uh, I, I agree with you that I'm sad at the state of college football, but I wouldn't take these rankings too much into account. I think that generally the the top, the top preseason is pretty uh, Power 5 heavy, and then as Power 5 teams underperform and group of five teams overperform, uh, you get a little bit more parity towards the end of the season. We'll see. Jordan? This is more the same, in my opinion. Um, you know, continued disrespect against the uh, group of five teams who performed well last season, with the exception of Coastal Carolina and uh, Cincinnati. Uh, Ohio State at three. Give me a break. Come Ohio on. State is at six. Uh, at least Notre Dame is not in the top 10. Oh, I'm sorry. OU. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm okay with them at six. I like the top 10. Uh, I like that Florida is not top 10 either. Thank goodness. So I'm, I'm comfortable with this, but uh, we'll see what happens. Rob? All right. So I think the obligatory uh, Pac-12 school was Oregon. Oregon usually does well, you know, and we all know their story. They always drop something towards the end of the season that impacts their playoff bid. Uh, I generally think that the top 10 is solid. Uh, again, I would I would toss out uh, Oregon. I would actually put Cincy a little bit higher. I would rank them over Iowa State or maybe have them tied at fifth. But I think that would be a more fair assessment based off of the performance last year. And of course, you know, as we start getting deeper into the college football realignment, these moves are going to be a royal pain in the butt because it's going to throw it's going to throw conferences out of alignment but it's not going to have the impact on the television market that I think that uh, some of these schools are thinking. So it'll be interesting to see how it falls out. It will be interesting. I got to say my last hot take is, you know, coming in hot at number eight, 
you know, every every year Texas fans all over the world are like, oh, we're back this year, baby. Okay, you're starting the year at 18. Everybody thinks you may or may not be back. Nobody knows many SEC. Like, is that how is that gonna help? You know, that's like adding two losses to the schedule on in my personal opinion. So my hot take is Texas, what are you doing? Other than that, you know, I don't know what to say. So let's we've already kind of alluded to it. Uh conference realignment talk. Jordan, you want to sort of tee that up for yeah, us? Yeah, sure. So Every five to 10 years, it's realignment. Whether or not we want to admit that, it's what happens because college football is all about money. With, you know, name, image, likeness, it's not even more so about the money. So coming out, we've seen that uh, Oklahoma and Texas have you know, wanted to go to the SEC and SEC has voted to accept them, which I think is great. Um, what I think is going to happen, though, is I think the NCAA is now going to be on life support. Mm. And I think within five to 10 years, we're not going to have an NCAA anymore. And it's going to be more based on the conferences and the markets. And because what we've seen is the rise of digital streaming has taken over the TV market because it used to be about states and territories, right? And we, we need to get XYZ team into this in our conference because then we capture that television market. Well, everybody's cutting the cable. Everyone's cutting the cord. Everyone's you know getting stuff on demand. So you know, you, you have Texas, which is one of the largest alumni bases in the country, one of the you know biggest brands in sports, period, wants to join the SEC, which is the most dominant college football conference. I say, why the hell not? It's about the money. They're going to go make money. Shit. Everyone thinks they're part of the SEC anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so why not give them an opportunity? And, you know, unfortunately, what's going to happen is, you know, Texas and Oklahoma are going to go as to whatever rumors you want to believe about ESPN trying to poach people. Um, I think Dan or Rob, to your point, I don't think this is going to necessarily work out the way everyone's intended. The money tree is not a real thing. So someone's going to get up, end up getting the short end of the stick, but it'll be interesting to see if, you know, the American and, and the big 12 kind of merge, or if the big 12 is going to kind of get rated and half of it's going to go to the PAC 12 and the big 10, and the other bits go to the ACC. And well, the you SEC. know, we had that, that, uh, report that the ESPN and the American conference were airing to cherry pick the best of the rest out of the. Uh, big 12 to create the new American super conference, which it's worth pointing out that if they did that, it would be way cheaper than going the other way and amalgamating the best of the American conference into the big 12. It's going to be really interesting to see where the chips fall. Uh, Oh, you know, Texas and Oklahoma have a contract through 2025. Uh, SEC has voted to allow them in, in 2025. And and that's with, you know, TV rights and stuff like that. But if there's no more big 12, who who are they going to pay these, these penalties to? So no, they'll, they'll, they'll owe those penalties to the schools. That's not really the, the issue. And, and, and I'll respond to a couple of things there, Jordan. Number one, the NCAA basically already doesn't exist when it comes to FBS football. In, in the last realignment, when they decided to go at the 14 playoff, that was entirely the conferences and had nothing to do with the NCAA. The, the Power Five conferences and really now the Power Four conferences completely own FBS football and the NCAA just sort of exists and caves to those conferences and that's been the case for the last six years, and it will continue to be the case because if it if the NCAA doesn't cave, they'll cease existing. So that'll happen. Uh, the, the next question then is, if the American poaches all of these schools from the Big 12, will it really be a super, super conference? A- and really, they won't be. Like, even if they add all of those schools, okay, they're getting a TCU, a Baylor, an Iowa State is that really going to make them a super conference? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I got to say, I don't see Iowa State making that move. I, I think Iowa State does whatever they have to do to stay on the other side of that divide. Uh, I think it's a lot more likely that we see something like 
and new power four rather than the American amalgamating the big 12 and becoming a part of the power five. Rob, I, concur. Got, I, I was going to say, Rob, you got a, uh, a thought? Well, the first thought that I have is going back to your previous question, Texas, what are you doing? Uh, they've been hanging out with Ricky Williams entirely too much smoking weed because I don't think it's a smart <laughs> decision to go to the SEC knowing full well that they haven't been able to survive a full season in the Big 12, which plays no defense. You know, so you're going to go down to the SEC, which is one of the toughest conference, both offensively and defensively to perform and show out. I mean, most of the time, SEC commits fratricide, and that's why they don't have multiple teams in the college football playoff. And as we start talking about playoff yeah. expansion, I mean, you're just setting yourself up for a fall because, you know, people have heartburn when a one-loss, you know, Clemson team made it into the playoffs or a one-loss Ohio State or one-loss Alabama. If you're deep in the SEC, what regardless of which uh, division you're in, if you're deep in the SEC and you have two losses, you aren't going to see the light of day when it comes to the playoff. So I don't know if that's the smartest move. Oklahoma usually has the talent to kind of compete, but they don't compete at the, the level of physicality that the uh, SEC does. So I think that's just not a smart move for those guys to, to jump out. I also think like making a making a super conference. The problem isn't that they're not going to win though. Yeah. The problem isn't about winning. The problem is that they're going to make twenty five more million dollars a year when they join the super conference. Like it's it, it has nothing to do with them competing. It has everything to do with twenty million dollars a year. Yeah, but yeah. you know, having that reputation that Oklahoma's got right now, that's I don't know what that's worth. It's obviously not worth the twenty or twenty five million dollar difference that they're gonna get from joining the uh excuse me, the sixty million dollar difference that they're gonna get from joining the SEC. Sixty million dollars, that is in fact a lot of money. But you know, right now Oklahoma is like a brand name because they're in the playoff every year. No, and they're, if now, they're a brand suddenly, name because they're Oklahoma and they've yeah. they're one of the top ten, top five college football brands in the history of college football. I mean like ten, they're a valuable brand because they're a valuable brand and the sec wants that valuable brand and listen and it, i yeah, mean go ahead well no it's, just, no, yeah. it's not worth the, the, the hit to their brand that they're going to take by losing a couple extra games a year maybe is it is not worth 20 million dollars and it never will be i i don't know um you know tennessee which is obviously where both my parents went to school and my grandparents you know that's one of the marquee brands in college football you know right? i would and say so tennessee imploded. is like a is a marginal top 10 brand Oklahoma is a clear top 10 brand, marginal top five brand. And even Tennessee likes where they're at because they're making 20. Like Tennessee would not join the Big Ten tomorrow to win more football games. All right. So, Rob, can the Big 12 survive? I think we know what your answer is. I, I'm, I'm going to say no. Like if, if Texas and Oklahoma leave, it's going to collapse under its own weight because like, yeah, what's the most what's the most interesting game in the Big 12? I couldn't tell you. Unless it's Texas and Oklahoma, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, you know, maybe the Red River rivalry or, uh, you know, Bedlam are probably both good games to watch. And those are marquee. And then those are going to be difficult to adjust as we go into the new playoff system. You're going to have a shorter conference schedule. So games like those out of conference games that would become, you know, your rivalry games of old are probably going to go away because you're going to need those wins to get into the playoff. And so I think it's going to affect the Big 12 pretty significantly if, you know, or when the jump happens. I won't say if, because I think it, I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion because there's too much money on the table, like, like James said, and they're going to want to go for the, the cash infusion. I just don't know if the alumni is going to be happy with that if you go, you know, five, 10 years without a major bowl game. Mm. Oh, the SEC is going to have a slot in every major bowl game from 
half of the spots in the 12 team playoff through every seven plus million dollar bowl game, you know, the, the, the SEC will not be hurting for bowl spots. And if Texas goes eight and four in the SEC, they're going to get a $5 million bowl. All right. So James, I know you were extremely pessimistic about this. Go ahead. Yes. Make, make your case. <laughs> So case number or point number one, the, the FBS is a cartel. Everyone knows this. It's a it's a it's a popular analogy. And the bigger the cartel grows, the the less uh, the less worth it it is for the powerful members of that cartel to remain part of it, and the more likely they break away. In 2013, we thought this might happen, and it didn't, and it settled down. But it was very close to happening, where the Power Five schools threatened to break away and make their own organization separate the NCAA and the NCAA caved and we kept the current system. We didn't know how long it was going to be stable for. Now in 2021, OU and Texas joining the SEC, while it's great for the programs, has set the FBS inexorably on a path to the best, the the most valuable, I want to say the best 30 teams, the most valuable 30 to brands in college football being in a league of their own, whether it's a part of the NCAA or not being in a league of their own and everybody else is not competing at the top tier of college football. Jordan, man, you are the biggest American fan on this podcast. Make the counter argument, please. Uh, James, I, I get what you're saying, James, but today it's about money and it's about brands and the top 10, like you've talked about, you know, brands in college football are like, you know, the, the one percenters in American society. They're, they're so far gone that, that what's going to happen is going to happen. Not 1%, no one from it's a, UCF, it's a from Cincinnati. It's a of, or it's a quarter of college football, like it's a, of FBS football. The SEC now courting Clemson, Florida State, Ohio State, and Michigan to join the SEC. Uh, it, it's, about, it's about money. And, and what might happen is that power five might become the power three or the power two or, or whatever it is. And they're going to break away and they're going to have their own conference and they're going to make all their own money. And that's great. What the rest of college football is going to do that gets loaded is they're all going to form their own league or their own conference and they're going to have their own trophy. And I think that's going to breed competition. And eventually the SEC is going to be in this position where it's like, okay, we have tier underneath the SEC. Then we have FCS. And then above them is, you know, the NFL, and it, where do they fall? And the people who are fans are going to continue to watch absolutely every single yeah, time, the, the, the diehards, and that's the brands. Yeah, but you're losing but, money. So so what you're, if what you're saying is that Army and Navy are going to compete for a separate trophy than Alabama and Michigan are, then that's what you understand that Army Navy is going to look be seen a lot more like Harvard-Yale in 30 years than like we see Army and Navy nowadays. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, you know, back in the night when I think it was peak Army Navy in terms of how the country was looking at it, you know, the game was on ABC, it did monster ratings. In neither of the schools, Army nor Navy, was good at all, you know, with the exception of the 96 team. Um, there was a long stretch there where both teams were like five and five, six and five, something like that at best. And people still bought the Army Navy game. So I I'm, I'm sure that, schools, that Harvard know. Yale made a lot of money in the 1970s. And then as soon as FCS and FBS broke and Harvard Yale was on the other side of that line and not of college football, they lost a lot of money. And I'm sure that the same thing will happen for Army Navy. All right. I, I don't think you can equate Army Navy to Harvard yeah. Yale, though. You can. Because the average American doesn't Harvard or went they, to they, Yale. But the majority of Americans, it's a bunch of snobby assholes in the Northeast, think they're better than everybody. <laughs> Army Navy's different. Jordan, why has it? Why is it that five years has been suggesting that the group of five have their own trophy? That the people that are the hardest, the hard nosed, the people that have been the most hard nosed against the group of five separate trophy are the group of five teams. 
It's because they want to compete at the top level of college football because it has a great deal of relevance. And as soon as they're not at the top tier of college football, all of that relevance goes away. It's the difference between being a Buffalo playing FBS and people recognize your brand and being a UC Irvine and people saying, yeah, it's a school in California somewhere. All right. So no, no one's, no one's disputing that, but are you UTSA in Alabama? I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not UTSA, saying you, the majority of college football is never going to catch up to Nick I, Saban I mean, and you know, the, 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 are, but there's a huge meaning in competing at the top level, the top tier of college football. If you're not competing at the top tier of college football, your viewership will plummet. And the same thing will happen to service. All right, when's the last time UTSA or UConn played Alabama? They're not competing at the All top right. tier of college football as it is. So this could potentially give them the opportunity to actually be competitive. Jordan, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Everybody, in, everyone from group of five conferences despise the idea of competing for their own trophy. And it's because viewership... And brand recognition. All right, guys, we are not going to solve this today. Let's uh, let's agree to table this and to see how it plays out. The one argument that I personally would make against what you're talking about, James, is that the guys who are sitting on the bench at some of these top schools now have more incentive than ever to go somewhere where they can actually get on the field because you know you're not going to make as much in name, image, and likeness if you're sitting on a bench than you are at you know someplace where you're not sitting on the bench. No, but that, and, that's you know, yeah, that's, wait, let me talk. Yeah. So you know, yeah, there are a handful of four and five star recruits who are talking about leaving high school now early so they can go get name, image, and likeness. For the rest of everyone else, kids just in their second year when you know they have you know this is their opportunity, they're not going to sit on the bench. They want to go play. Man, nobody's making it to the making it to the NFL from the bench. It factored into the whole realignment thing. There are three types of schools that, that get benefits from NIL. It's it's big schools with large large bases. It's big brands that have history, even if you're not a massive school. And then it's schools that compete in big markets. Those are the schools that benefit the most from NIL, and they're going to get the most recognition in terms of joining the Super Conference when it comes. And that will all be well, factored okay. in. It's fine. No, it's just- it gives, let's do it. Just take Cincinnati, for example. It gives Cincinnati or Memphis or, you know, teams like that, teams that have a good right now that can compete with some of these power five schools. It gives them a reason to stay, you know, relevant in the conversation. And at the same time, you know, Kansas that's in the power five, that's certainly out of, of this major college thing, no matter what happens, or Vanderbilt that's in the SEC, like nobody's paying. I'm not, the con- I'm not convinced that Kansas won't be left out. Like I, right. I, I'm not convinced that Kansas won't. James, man, I let's let's just right. I got it, man. You know, it's let's just see how it plays out. I mean, I agree. There's there's a disaster scenario, and you know, money doesn't necessarily. Let's just table this. Uh, Rob, you got anything you want to add? Because yeah, we've I, been talking for a while here. Yeah, I, I got two things that I want to toss in. Number one, the the first thing that I want to put out there is, you know, the Ivy League schools actually do have a a agreement with ESPN University and ESPN Plus. So they actually are having televised games throughout the course of the season. And I think that coverage will expand because there's going to be new markets that are organically going to be created because if you're shifting all these teams over into different conferences with the conference realignment, I think it'll create opportunities for smaller schools to get more television time because you can't televise all the games. that right now. Right. You can't televise all the games because you're you're not going to be able to have – all the the games televised in the same time block because they're all going to be playing the same. If you're on the SEC network, who do you cover? 
you know, you're still going to end up covering the team that has the best record or has the highest ranking. You know, if it's a, you know, if it's a ranked versus ranked matchup versus two unranked teams in the SEC, guess what's going to be on the SEC network? I mean, I think it's going to organically kind of work itself out. The second part of it is, is this heated discussion felt like army base realignment when we started talking about shutting down military posts and everybody was trying to give a justifiable reason why we need to keep Fort Knox open. You know, so I think in fairness that there's a lot of uh, discussion that needs to happen. And I think the debate that has just happened is just as vigorous as in the locker rooms and in the offices of all these athletic programs right now. Well, I agree with that completely. And I will say that Fort Knox is next a heck of a fun town to go drinking in, which is why they need to keep Fort Knox. I don't know if it has strategic value, but, uh, yeah. But by I the way, they're, uh, they're, they're crosstown rivals. The Cardinal fare the same as Fort Knox. What? True statement. I'm, I'm, I'm saying Fort, Fort Knox may fare better than Louisville in, in, uh, in top tier. Uh, that would be amazing. All right, that's going to have to be our final thought, folks. What will happen to Louisville? Just wait and see. <laughs> Tune in, and James will tell you why they're going to. I didn't that's say all we've got school. time for this week. What's that? <laughs> I, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm not saying they're going to close down Louisville. I'm saying that Louisville may get left out of the top. Well, if they're not in the top tier of college football, they may as well close the school, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what we're doing here. All right, seriously, that's all we got time for this week, friends. We hope you enjoyed our today. Remember to visit Emblem Athletic for all of your custom athletic gear. Until next week, please help us out by sharing this show with your friends and on social media and by dropping a review on iTunes. What you think, we're still very much working on the format of this show. We'll be back next week with a new Army football show where we will start previewing uh, the Army football season. And then this two weeks where we'll actually have honest to God college football to talk about. Thank God. So as I said, tell your friends and until then, see you later. Thanks for listening to the asforfootball.com college football roundtable. Join the Ask for football team for our next episode as we bring you more hot takes and college football analysis. We would like to thank our sponsor at Emblem Athletic. Be your own hero for your unit or team today. You can find us at asforfootball.com and on Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Ask for Football.